Welcome to Savvy Saturday, where we hope through real talk and business savvy, we help you become a little more confident, a little more comfortable, and savvier about building your business. We're just three women from different backgrounds who recognize the gap between wellness strategies and business practices. We're your hosts. I'm Nat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hilda. What's up, ladies? Good morning. Good morning. The traffic was crazy. The traffic was crazy. A truck flipped over on the highway. It did. So praying for those people that everybody was safe. But we tried really hard to be on time and we were not. And that's okay. (laughs) We're we're leaning into all the stereotypes. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to talk about something that we've been kind of dealing with, I guess, throughout the whole pandemic, which we're going on a year takes deep cleansing breath. A year of the pandemic has already started. And it's something that we've all been kind of asked in the past panels that we've done or speaking to other colleagues is how do we do it all? And in this case, how are we doing it during the pandemic? pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start by saying I'm surviving, not thriving, but surviving is okay. Surviving is okay. That's true. That's true. I feel like surviving, not thriving is almost like my motto my motto (laughs) it has been like it's like because I want to accomplish so much I want to do so many different things and as long as I am doing them well I guess that means thrive but I want to be doing them well but I'm not look it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be excel at it or, or perfect it you know so I think that that for me is kind of how I accomplish so many tasks it's like I just want to be good at all of them but I don't need to be perfect at all of them that makes sense. I feel like I may be exposing myself, but if I'm doing slightly better than bare minimum, I feel like I'm doing great. Okay. <laughs> You're doing amazing. I, I, I mean, I guess the fact that we feel like we're not doing amazing is what makes you amazing. Mm. Right. I feel like everyone who's in business is always feeling like they could be doing better, but that's probably why they're doing so well because they don't see the the end goal. It's always like you achieve it and then you're like, but I could go a little further, a little faster, a little, a little better. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like you always, you're always striving for a little bit more in different things though. So it's not always in the same aspect for me. It's always like, okay, so today or this week, I want to improve on salud or this week I want to improve in, you know, spending more time with the kids, like more focused time with the kids. Um, So it varies, I think, for me. I can't do all of it like in the same week. I feel like I break myself down like, okay, well, this week is going to be for this. How are you getting organized doing that? How do you choose what to prioritize? Every day I do make a mental note. So like when I wake up, I take time to myself and I think through like I visualize what my day is going to be like. And then I think about like what has to get done versus what would be nice to get done. And then I prioritize the stuff that has to get done. Can you give us an example, Nat? So, so with what I work on, so I'm a consultant and depending on what I'm working on and what the business objectives are, there may be long-term strategies and short-term needs. And so Usually I prioritize the short-term needs because I know that if I achieve those things, I get to the long-term goal, Mm. right? So an example of yesterday, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going through my day, and this might be an example of how things shift. So I'm going through my day, I'm going through emails, we had to let someone go, unfortunately, which is crazy during the pandemic, but it happens and that's okay. Um, So I had to pick up some slack. And while I'm going through the day, I got an email that said, 
Maverick has failed his key test. No. What does that even mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And right away, when did that, he take the key test? Exactly. <laughs> right. And I'm like, have you, like, my office is across from his room. What does this mean? <laughs> all of the questions that you guys had, I had because that was the extent of the email. Love teachers and what they're doing, but I'm a person who needs context. So right away, like, a red flag went up in my head. And I was like, okay, now that has become my priority. Mm -hmm. So within that moment, I had to make a shift. And I sent an email right away back to the teacher. And I said, thank you so much for sending this. Can we make time to discuss? I'll carve out time after two. So while I'm sending that note, I'm already thinking of what else can get pushed back Mm -hmm. so that I can speak to her at least for 15 minutes. Because what's a key test? And and like hearing fail for a six-year-old, that like, that was Big. And so I think it's all about like that balance of like what's important at the time and what's important to me and how am I going to go about it? So I was able to restructure my day, but I knew I only had about 15 minutes so that I didn't totally derail that moment. So I don't know if I answered your question, no, it sounds- but I think it's really just kind of prioritizing like what is important to me and satiating that. Mm-hmm. And then everything else will follow. Because if I spent my day worried about that, then nothing was going to get done the right way. Mm-hmm. So that totally became number one priority for my day yesterday. And every day is different, though. Exactly. That's what I heard. I feel like there's a lot of putting out fires as they arise. So mm-hmm. you have to you know, have a, a, a structure. For me, I have a, an idea of like how you say that, how I want the day to go. And I also try to schedule my days so that my meetings are all in one day. And although that process is exhausting, I like knowing that I'm just going to be focused on meetings Mm. for that day. And then the next day I have the time to do the research that I need to do. Cause I feel like when I do meetings every day, I try to prepare for the meetings or the meeting is weighing on me and I'm not able to think on anything else. So I'm focused on this one meeting for the entire day. So I just do one day of meetings, but yeah, with that being able to just put out fires as they come and shifting when things arise helps you manage and navigate through different things in your life. And you know what I've done? And I don't know if Mabel, you've done this before. Um, Like when I feel like nothing's worse than a day where you have like a 30 minute meeting, a two hour window, a 30 minute meeting, meeting, an hour window, a 30 minute meeting. Like I do prefer the back to back meetings. So then I have a big block. So what I've done, and I would say over the last couple of years, I've gotten better at this is I will block out time for busy work. And I would literally just put busy work. So people feel like, oh, I can't schedule time over this, this time frame. But in reality, I'm mm-hmm. flexible. But it gives me time to focus on like, I have to meet a deadline yeah. and get it done. So it's almost like I set a meeting for myself. Absolutely. I think I do the same. Also, my name is also Mabel for those listening. It's Ida Mabel. Uh, and that's okay. You're going to hear both on the podcast because we're all friends. Yeah, I'm in the circle. We're in the circle and only very close people and hopefully you, happy listener, will be able to call me that too one day. And that's all right. So I think I kind of do. So how are we doing it all during the pandemic? It's kind of the same. Every day is a, is a new challenge. I also really like to tune into what my energy is for that day. Um, I try not to, I'm trying to not push myself too much because some days you just don't want to work. and you know you have to do work and I was doing the bare minimum and bare emails because you have to focus on your other personal life and things that come up um, and prioritizing that. I think it's being really self-aware. 
Um, with the meetings and the blocking it off, what helps me a lot is I even block off my personal time. So I'll block off like yeah. from 8.30 to 9.30, I'm doing my workouts every, every at least three times a week. Those are my workout times. I don't plan any meetings. I try to do anything around that time um, because if I see it on my calendar, I'll actually stick to it. My Google Calendar runs my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Calendars are key. Calendars are I, I think that that would be the overall um, arching concept here is that we schedule our times and that is how we manage to get things done. And and then also when, even if you schedule your time and you're not able to do something that at that allotted time in your head, it's still there that you need to get that accomplished. And I also want to say that even though some things don't get done. So like I schedule time for submitting Micah's homework. And mm. it's always on Fridays after school so that I know I, it's done, it's over with, it's forgotten. And somehow, just yesterday, similar to what you're saying, I log into his um, class and his, his grade is like down significantly. And I was like, well, what did he get wrong? And then it says, incomplete failure to submit. And I was like, so you have So I'm looking back and I'm like, how did I forget? So you get into this whole mommy like shame thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how did I manage to not um, submit this? Turns out he didn't have his laptop because it, it's a school issued laptop and they had to take it to fix it. So I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't do it. But I was in this whole like array of, oh my goodness, what is the teacher going to think? So I wrote her this email apologizing profusely for not saying it. And she's like, no worries. I'll, I will change. <laughs> It was just like after all of that in my mind, I was like, "Oh That's no, it. he's a failure." He's failure, you know. So, yeah. By yeah. the way, the key test—it's a reading exam, and if you get two sight words wrong, mm. it's considered a fail. But for kindergarten, fail just means practice. So I asked her to stop saying the word fail. Word. Wait, strong, we'll yeah. talk about failure in another podcast. But that yeah. is a strong. So word strong. A se- oh my goodness! Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that's tip, right? Block out personal time. For sure. I like that. I even do it to the point that I have to block out trying to date during this pandemic because it's really difficult. I can't imagine. Yeah, swipe left and right. And I need to make time to swipe left and right. And I need to be in a mental mindset to be ready to swipe because it is draining. Like, how is dating? Like, do you get on like a Zoom? (laughs) (laughs) It does. I did. I did a, I did a, I did one video date it wasn't on zoom and it was very awkward also because there's nothing you're just like staring at this brand new person and it was very nice we just didn't hit it off but we had a nice chat but in the before times we'd go to a bar and you could talk about your surroundings you can people watch you can do all of this stuff um so it's been interesting it's been interesting i think that translates mm-hmm. to just like business too because I found that throughout my career, sometimes you would go a while and not meet the person on the other end because you would have conference calls and then just working out schedules to get on a flight or to take that drive to the office. And it was like the norm. But now you have an intro and then same day or the next day you're on a Zoom call. And Mm -hmm. I feel the same way that you just said, Hilda. It's like you're sitting there and you're like, now I have to like prep to meet you. Usually I would have had months of buildup to feel like I know you. And then you're usually, Oh my gosh, finally putting a name to the face. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I know nothing about you, but now I know what you look like. And not only do I know what you look like, I know what your bedroom looks like. What your house looks like, which is so interesting. And, and so then you find yourself trying not to call out the weird, like piece of, you know, 
Beetlejuice <laughs> um, <laughs> sculpture in the background and you have to act like you don't see it. But then you're like, please bring it up so we could talk about it talk about because reports. you don't feel like you have a rapport with that person to like break the ice. So uh, the Zoom thing for me right now during the pandemic has been quite interesting. I've definitely started with like makeup on and now it's like makeup off. That's I don't cool. care. Like this is who mm-hmm. I am. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Like, whatever. How are we doing it all? I think. Which also, I think, sorry, but with the makeup thing, I think that as a woman, you have to, or you don't have to, but I feel like we feel the pressure to do all of that, right? Like, I feel my husband goes on a call and it's like, he just finished working out. He showers real quick, sits on the call, has a call, no problem. And I'm like, I need at least two hours to get myself to get there. To get on a Zoom call. And he's like, no, you don't. You look fine. I'm like, no, I feel like the camera accentuates everything. The the circles. Yeah. I am a big advocate of like, not everyone should have cameras on right now. And that's okay. Because that's how we're doing yeah. it all. We're all, while I'm having this, no lie, I'm having this call with you, I can multitask to an extent. I'm definitely either trying to feed a nephew or trying to make sure that I'm looking up and prepping for another meeting. I try to be present with the person I'm speaking to, of course, but it's, I think it's okay to not have to show up how, how you would show up in normal circumstances. Yeah, I said, like in meetings with children around before I was very conscious and Mm. very um, made it a a priority that I needed quiet time or I needed to be in an office space to take a meeting so that there weren't children in the background screaming because it wasn't normal. So whenever people heard it, it was like, Oh, do you need to go? Do you need time? We can Mm -hmm. call back later. And it's like, no, this is the only time I have. So this is when we're having the conversation, you know, whereas that now I stopped um apologizing for it I just you know that's them screaming I'm listening let's continue and then I feel like the other person is also very forgiving of that too so now I think it's become common practice to Mm -hmm. hear children and not only that but speaking of like doing it all and like what we're talking about I think it's given insight to people who don't have children don't have pets don't have maybe a generational home and they're caring for their parents, it's given them insight into how much you do manage, whether you're a woman or not in your personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think people have now have a, like a newfound respect for it. It's like, wow, she's been able to like crush it at work and she's dealing with that in the background. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I think it's allowed people to say like people and women do do it all, but with balance of course and they just didn't realize that before like I think there was this perception that if you were great at work you were horrible at home and if you're a great mother then you must be like you know pretty average at work or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is and now people are realizing like no you almost are able to better juggle things when you don't have to apologize for it anymore Mm -hmm. absolutely I think it's building a level of empathy yeah I want to think of a silver lining in the pandemic there's definitely a level of empathy between teams and even in like with our employees of being, if they have something happening in our family and we've always kind of ran our company this way, as long as you get it done and you do it well, by the time you said you were going to do it, we don't really care. Yeah. Um, I think they're really now taking that to heart and they understand like, okay, if I need to take this day off because we're like, take days off, it's a pandemic, take your mm-hmm. vacation days, it's a pandemic. And uh, that's really coming through. And they can under- understand also for us as owners, like, Hey, I'm going to get this to you a little bit later than before and proving that. And it's usually fine. Yeah. I think it's definitely brought to light, like what's really important versus what's superficially important. Mm -hmm. A lot of the deadlines that you put on yourself are self-imposed. 
Imposed, imposed, imposed. So I'm the um, Bridgerton. <laughs> Bridgerton. Uh, we can spend all day talking about song. that. He's um, gonna be on SNL tonight, and I'm super excited because, again, she's single during a pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get whatever she can. Yes. So yeah, I just think now maybe it'd be a cool time to just wrap, kind of share your savvy tips from what we discussed, our little savvy tips. This is the savvy sector. We are focusing on sharing with you the resources, our life experiences, our professional experiences with you all um, to help you be better and hopefully learn from you too. Uh, so I think I'll go first. Definitely the savvy tip I would like to share is uh, I'm not going to steal yours about the scheduling, but I think scheduling the 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 personal time and kind of like the mental health time. So I, you know, I use BetterHelp, which is a really incredible app. It's a really great way of finding a therapist online. My therapist is based out in North Carolina, so everything is virtual. We just have really good talks. I have a session with her today. I haven't spoken to her in a while, and I always feel better, and a lot of more insights come into my life of what I want to work on. Um, so I think that's important because she's scheduled in, which is good. So yes. I try to have the accountability. Um, and I think same with the exercise, scheduling in the exercise, but I feel when I'm able to do those two things, I can manage the, how do I do it all? I do it all because I take care of myself first and I make that somewhat of a non-negotiable, um, which took, took long time to come to terms with, but it's helped immensely when it comes to being a leader and it becomes to a business owner. Yeah, I have to agree with that completely. I'm going to just, you know, echo everything you just said, because I think that that's exactly what I do. Schedule everything. I schedule personal time, work time, and time for personal, um, you know, personal development, whether that be like a long shower or whether that be a rise on session that I do, which is like a support group where we talk about things that are like mental health, but also just your goals. It's a great place. You guys can check it out at riseon.life. And also with all that saying that if there is a day when you want to tell the schedule to go fly a kite, feel comfortable doing that mm-hmm. because you, you know, you don't always have to stick to it. Just, you know, don't get in the habit of telling it to fly a kite every single day. Yeah. Did that yesterday. Binge watched uh, a new show with the Asians, the really worst Asians on Netflix. I was oh, it's a reality show about it's their lives, right? Terrible and great. It's like All crazy rich same. Asians, but, but in real life. Yes, no, it's not a movie. It's no, like it's their, their life. life. It's their life. Yes. Yeah. Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And I and just for the record, it's not stealing, right? I think if something's tried and true, then it's just a solid tip. Take time for yourself. And so for me, I'm not at the stage and I'm honest to say this, like I've done therapy in the past and it's not necessarily for me. I'm more of a person who needs like a release of some sort. And I just don't get that through conversations with, with those who are trained. So I think it's scheduling girl time, which definitely do more of, but then also like the quick hits of just like screaming. (laughs) And so Basically, the way that I do this is I schedule time, if you will, to take a bath. I'll take a bath and then I will put my head in the water and I will scream. So you scream in the in the in the tub so that the it doesn't alert the family. Yeah, it doesn't alert the family like that something's horrible happening in the bathroom, but then it does like I feel such a like an exhaustion of relief that happens. Mm. Other times that I scream are when my son goes to recess. So he has a scheduled break during the day. And usually that's when I 
you guys can't see me winking, but oh, I have to use the bathroom. And so while they're going to open the garage, I'll just let a really quick like, ah, (laughs) it sounds way better than that. And it feels way better than what I just did. But that feeling of just like releasing something, Mm -hmm. it's so incredible. And it just like gives me a little reset. So I would equate it. the first time I've heard of that. So no, well, not only is it not the first time, but I am going to give you guys a resource because I thought I was alone. I gave this tip to someone at work. And then about a week later, she linked me to this New York Times article. And within that article, there is actually something called the primal scream line. What is that? Read it. It allows people to scream. Mm-hmm. This was just on This Is Us. Or not just, I'm just catching up. But he was doing this in a lake. Yeah, like this is a real thing. Like I feel like after this, everyone do what we just said, schedule time, whether that is speaking with um, someone who can work you through and bring insights into your life, if it's um, scheduling time for yourself or partnering up with an app like Rise On or Scream. Like, scream. just go scream. Go ahead and scream. And then come back and tell me what works better. Mine is free. Just saying that. I mean, I can say that's why my two-year-old is so happy. He's got this whole stuff just screaming. screaming. But think about the, (laughs) you know what it is? Like the say it's pent up emotions that you don't realize you have during the day. It's almost like getting a good cry. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard someone say that? Or like, after you watch a movie, you're like, man, I just cried profusely. Mm -hmm. Man, did that feel good? It's like that, but like easier to get to. Mm -hmm. In a non-pandemic time, because we shouldn't be screaming because of the air particles. (laughs) A business idea would be really cool of just like, Yoga and then everybody just screams. Screaming? I'm well, pretty sure that sure exists. Pretty sure, guys. I just told you it the is, primal scream line in whatever that is. <laughs> I'll put it on our Instagram. Yay! And what's our Instagram at? Savvy Sector at Savvy Sector. Yes. <laughs> so that's where you're going to be able to find all of the tips that we offer, right? Is that where you're going to put them? Um. Yes. That's where we'll put them that's for where sure. We're put them all. I think that is our show. Yeah, super excited to have this. This is our one of our first episodes. Thank you for listening. Please follow us at Savvy Sector. Um, share a lot of really interesting, literally anything. Talk to us. We yeah, talk, talk to, to us. And before we go, one more other fun tip. In case you do have that Beetlejuice sculpture in the background, yes, there's a blurred filter on Zoom. What? Just, yeah. You guys. yeah. All right. All right. Stay savvy. Yes. Ha, 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 ha.